welcome to the Tabletop Games Blog Topic Discussion. The Art of Board Games As many of you probably know, I'm a very visual person. I love it when rule books are well laid out and have helpful photos that show how something works. The graphic design of game and player boards is also something I think is very important. A good choice of clear icons can really help with understanding how a game works and speed up the flow of a turn. Top it all off with beautiful board game art and you have the complete package if you ask me. Let me start by saying that in this article I don't want to ignore people who are blind who have visual impairments. However, I don't have any useful experience with vision impairment or blindness. I, like many men, have a type of red-green blindness, but that's about it. In fact, my color blindness is quite mild, so I can distinguish between red and green for the most part. So I can't offer any help to board game publishers about how to make games more accessible. All I want to say is that it's easy to assume that you can't play board games if you don't have sufficient vision. Yet most blind people actually still have some level of vision and many people's vision is somewhere between perfect and fully blind. Also, people's eyesight naturally degrades with age. So contrast, color palette, text size and many other graphic design choices are so very important when you want to cater for people who don't have full vision. Just don't ask me what those choices should be because I can't help with that. So in this article, I purely want to focus on my experience with the visual elements of board games. As I said at the beginning, I'm a very visual person. I love games that have beautiful illustrations. The art you see on the game board, player aids, cards, game box, rule books and everywhere else is so very important to me. It helps me immerse myself in the world the game tries to create. It is amazing to see so many different styles and ways of bringing the games we play to life. I wonder if there is anyone out there who doesn't collect games from a specific publisher or designer, but instead tries to get every game with a specific illustrator. I suppose Beth Sobel is probably the first name that comes to mind here, probably followed by Ian O'Toole. Both of these artists have contributed to such a large number of games that you could easily have a collection dedicated to them. However, there is a long list of talented artists in our hobby, all with their own amazing style. You can listen to some of them in my podcast series Let Me Illustrate, which puts the spotlight on the people who make our games look so gorgeous. I strongly recommend you listen to them talk about their approach to art. Everyone even shares something about themselves that isn't generally known, their own little secret so to speak. There is more than just illustrations, of course. Wooden tokens, metal coins and plastic miniatures all play a role as well. The 3D element of board games is often overlooked. Table presence is more than just a good-looking game board. A wooden or cardboard dice tower, a nice selection of models or a heap of wooden resources and custom shapes are all important parts. All of these components have to be shaped in such a way that they're functional easy to recognize and help the gameplay. Many of them have to be to scale and fit within certain areas of the game board or slot into dual layer player maps. A lot of time and effort is put into getting these 3D components just right. They're all well, a work of art. 
So even though I'm not a huge fan of too much plastic in board games, I do admire the skill that someone has to make a highly detailed plastic model that is sturdy and looks good on the table. I appreciate how a horde of Viking warriors or an army of tanks can be really impressive and how much fun it is to move them around on the map. Of course, for tabletop gamers, minis are the lifeblood and plastic scenery is a must. A Corsair takes a while to paint fully, but in the end is just breathtaking. Finishing a whole army of them, but also making trees, preparing buildings and creating obstacles is clearly a labour of love. Having to get everything ready before you can play is real dedication. Personally, I prefer to have cardboard standees or tokens, custom wooden meeples or similar. They're immediately ready, I'm just not a miniature painter. So when everything comes together, a clearly laid out rulebook with plenty of useful illustrative examples, great graphic design that ensures action spaces are easy to see, carefully chosen iconography that is easy to understand, amazing art on the game box, boards and in the rulebook, and expertly crafted 3D components, playing a board game goes beyond just being fun. It goes further than being a real joy for the eye. A game can actually become a piece of art in its own right. When everything is just perfect, it's almost as if it's no longer just a game, but an artifact of cultural importance. Maybe I'm exaggerating a bit here, but I think we can all name a game or two that is so gorgeous in all its parts that just looking at it is a pleasure. Playing it is almost an unnecessary bonus. It takes a special place on our shelf and whenever it comes out, the excitement is palpable. You have nothing short of reverence for it. Now that I've gushed enough about the visual appeal of board games, I want to know what you think. Do you enjoy looking at board games just as much as I do? Do you think board game art is an important part? Maybe you don't care how a game looks. Please let me know your thoughts on the blog at tabletopgamesblog.com. I'd love to find out how you feel about it. Thank you for listening to this Tabletop Games Blog Topic Discussion Podcast. Please check the description below for links mentioned in this episode as well as to the written version of this article on the blog. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, give us some stars or leave a review. Please also tell your friends about me and if you want to offer financial support, check out my Patreon Ko-fi pages, links to which you'll find in the blog at tabletopgamesblog.com. So thank you again for listening and I hope to see you again soon. This podcast was made possible by the generous help of my supporters. Royal Patron, Sean Newman. Magic Champion, John Risley. Castle Guards, David Miller and James Naylor. Dice Masters, Alex Bardi, Paul Grogan and Robin Kay. Shining Lights, Gavin Jones, Vukasin Nizovich, Sarah Reed, Richard Simpson and Tim Vernick.